And so are you here on the pod. Snap, tackle, and pod. I am Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. He is Dion Quisso of Preps KC. How you doing, Dion? Doing well. Doing well. It's another good week. Uh, we've gotten through the first week of the playoffs. Another good week. Was it good last week? Well, yeah, there were some good games. Um, and they were predictably in the spots you'd think of. Some four or five games mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat. And, and then a few eight, nine games on the Kansas side. So, yeah, we've uh, we've weeded out some of the teams. And, and we've got a little bit better level of competition this week. Which, you know, this week. Week's usually a good one leading into next week, which is probably the next two weeks are about the best weeks in terms of just matchup of games. So quarterfinals and semis quarterfinals, are the best. Yeah, yeah, quarterfinals and semis, or really on the on Missouri side, uh, district championship and quarterfinals for the mm-hmm. classes one through five because they play sixty four teams in each thing. So yeah, that's this is a good week, and you've got good matchups. When you got t- tough districts, you're going to have district semifinals on the Missouri side that are really good, and, and on the Kansas side, if you've got a loaded top half. Mm-hmm. Uh, of your bracket on the on either side, you're going to get some good games. You know, on the Kansas side, on the West side, and in, in six A, you've got like Lawrence and Topeka and Free State, and Manhattan. There's so many yeah, one just, loss and zero loss teams out there. So we're going to find out whose league is uh, really prepared there right. <laughs> <laughs> this week, and especially with the Lawrence and Free State going to the West. This week it seems like, um, and there's some last week, but last week's kind of known for blowouts. This week is a lot of times rematches, right, in both Kansas and Missouri. Yeah, you get those depending on how the schedule falls, and and you know we got St. James and. Aquinas this week, which is rematch Grain Valley, uh, Grandview, Platte County, Smithville. Uh, so some good rematches from some good games early in the season. Then you get some games that teams have never played each other yeah. before, like Rockhurst and, and Liberty North. All right, let's get to your rematch big three games of the week. You can find those, by the way, on PrepsKC.com and on your YouTube page, Yes, on correct? YouTube. All the video we do is on our YouTube page. So you write about them on PrepsKC.com, yep. and then there's the YouTube page. It's a, video. It, yeah, it's a great, you know, hats off to YouTube. Not that they need my, any help from me, but Man, it's a great way. Upstart we, company yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Give them a plug. Trying, trying to give them a plug, but uh, we, we load all our – uh, stuff there, and I've got I've got almost 500 subscribers on that, right. which is not a ton, but it's still people who get to see our content every single time it's posted. All right, we talk about rematches. You brought it up, uh, St. James and St. Thomas Aquinas. This is, a, this is a good game. This is a close game last time out, 28-21. Aquinas got the win. I mean, the Saints have won like 20 games in a row yeah, or something it's, it's like that. Yeah, it's up 20 now. It's a nice round number. <laughs> like, RD's been rolling here these last couple of years, but this is the St. James uh, team that's not only good enough to stay with you close, but also good enough to pull off an upset we saw earlier with Bishop Miege this year. Yeah, and I think their quarterback situation is settled. Uh, they lost their main quarterback, Jake Mullers, uh, earlier in the year. He came back and played about a game and a half and got hurt again. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, their backup quarterback was still hurt. It was a junior, so they've been playing a senior tight end at quarterback who've been doing pretty well. Now they've got the junior back. He's in the last week they slid the um, the senior over back over to tight end, which strengthens that offense even better. And when you talk to Tom Ranke, he's like, you know, that guy stepped in and, and did a great job for him playing quarterback, but really getting him back to tight end makes their offensive line better, opens up things to the passing game. So they're really they're really a good football team, got a good defense. Uh, they're, they're taking on an Aquinas team that they hung with. And, and really, I think there's a couple plays in that game that if they don't go against St. James, like I think a fumble uh, late, that they're in that game and possibly winning that game. And they, you know, Aquinas had to throw one over the top to get the margin in that one. I mean, yeah. so that's, I mean, they didn't, you know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that game turns out. Uh, the great running game for St. James, they're real physical. It's a its a good matchup of two physical teams, and I, I think that uh, says a lot about the EKL in both these programs. Some uh, some familiarity there, too. Yes. Some, uh, yes. some some families maybe divided there where, where some have there gone are. to Aquinas and others go to, to St. James. Yeah, now. there are. You know, it's funny when you talk to uh, Coach Reiki over the years. He's been there about eight years now, seven, yeah. eight years at St. James, and he goes, there's some that, uh, you know, Older brother went to Aquinas, and, and mm-hmm. younger brother goes to St. James, and, and that happens a lot. And 
Uh, one of the things that St. James runs into is their building is not that not as big as the others, and they don't have the ability to take on. They you know they do all legacies there. Yeah, and so they they get stuck at their open enrollment. He said lasts about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like six in the morning, so they get kind of limited to who they can uh, get in the building because they're just not as big as everybody else. All right. Uh, also from the EKL, Mill Valley uh, still alive in the uh, sectionals that we call it in Kansas, round of sixteen, basically. Yeah, round second 16, round, yeah, round of sixteen. Second round, I don't know yeah. necessarily. Uh, no more by district anymore. Right, exactly. that. But by state, uh, substate's coming. Don't worry about that. Uh, I love the substate. Uh, I can't stand I, that. It's I, called so semifinals. I know, right? I, I played in a substate game. That's the farthest we ever got when I was in 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 high you school. You made it to the semifinals, right? And but I and I would always say we got to substate, and like people's eyes would gloss over. Like that's what does that even mean? Is that in, that could be that could be sixteen left. That could be thirty two. Nobody knows what substate is. And then I learned to start saying. We got the final four. We got semifinals. semifinals. And then people are like, oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. I, I will say since they went to everybody making the playoffs, they got rid of the by district. Oh, the yeah. District. I know all. Because I've, I've got letter jacket patches with by district champs. The first time. And look, I, I started covering games in Missouri. And I, I mean, that's and I live in Missouri. So I'll just put that up front. And the first time I go over and I'm covering the first round of the playoffs. And by districts. By districts. And There's handing, two districts, Dion. They came together. The, and they're handing a trophy out. <laughs> Yeah, they got a trophy after every round. Yeah, in the back in the well, because back in the day, only a quarter of the teams made the yes. playoffs. You had four in your district. District for the most part, you had to win your district to get out of it, and then you, you if you beat the next district, and you're then the when, best of eight, so you get but a patch. They, but they still they still did that when they were sixteen out of thirty two making it. Though. Yeah, That's the thing. yeah, they were now, still now they don't, trip, now that everybody yeah, makes no, it. nobody gets a trophy after the first <laughs> round anymore, which is good. But uh, no, it's uh, it's round two is a little bit better, uh, and you know yeah. we see Aquinas. Uh, and St. James going at each other. You got Olathe West and Mill Valley, which I think is a fantastic. Yeah, game. let's talk about that because it's it's not really like older brother, little brother. Because Olathe West is bigger, and they're going to be six A next year. But this is Mill Valley kind of begat the Olathe West program, and that uh, T.J. O'Neill O'Neill came over from Mill Valley, started that program up last year, I believe, first year first of, year of varsity, uh, of they varsity they last played, year. They played JV the and year they before made the semifinals. Yeah, they they were able to be on the other side of the bracket, and uh, and mostly St. James Aquinas. Dodged Aquinas, and Mill Valley were yeah. all on the same side, and so they they rode that, and they started out zero and three this year, but they've won six straight, and it's kind of interesting how they've done it because last year they had some guys who were seniors that had played three, you know, two years in the program. Mm-hmm. They were you know came over to play JV that first year, and then played uh, varsity last year. You know, senior quarterback, senior tailback. This year they're like sophomores, yeah. and juniors. I mean, the quarterback's a junior. The sophomore's got thirteen hundred yards, and he's a soft. I mean, the tailback's thirteen hundred yards. He's a sophomore, so. Uh, you know they're a young team, and they're going into six next year. They're going, you know, they're in the Sunflower League where Mill Valley's going too. So I, I haven't seen the schedules yet, but I'm assuming that Mill Valley and and Olathe West would match up at some point. You know, just yep. as close as they are. But this is a good game, and, and you know, Mill Valley's playing great football. Uh, they've they've come through their tough spot, and they've won four in a row. I think is that right? Mill Valley's won five in a row. Five in a row West sorry. has won six in a row. So yes. combined a, an eleven game winning streak, and it's funny with West. The six in a row have come against teams with a combined eight wins. So it hasn't been the best. But then you look at their three losses. They're to like Gardner, Olathe East, Lawrence Free State. Yeah. A combined like four losses, right? <laughs> so, so really, really good losses in there for Olathe West yeah, on, the, and that's, on the resume. And, and I think that, you know, Coach O'Neill does a good job. And he was on the staff there when they won back-to-back state championships at, at Mill Valley. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think Olathe West right now, when you look at the Olathe schools, of course, Olathe North is always good. Um Olathe Northwest is down and has been down for a while. Olathe I think South they're fighting is, right there with Olathe East, yeah, being like the second, second best program. Yeah, of right the now. Five. So yeah. it's it's definitely 
uh, a program on the rise and, and getting to the semifinals your first year of varsity definitely gets you off on the right stuff. The Owls, watch out for them. So that'll be a good game out there uh, on the K-7 corridor. And then finally in Kansas, Blue Valley and Olathe East. This is going to be a nice little kind of litmus test between two pretty good teams in the Sunflower League and the EKL. Yeah, and, and for you know Blue Valley, they – they really did a good job of winning that game against Blue Valley West the last week of the season. Close, tough game. Then they go ahead and take care of Shawnee Mission West. Olathe East, I mean, they, all they've done is take care of their business since yep. two, the first three weeks of the season. Uh, losses to Gardner, Edgerton, and Olathe North. And that's it. And they've handled it. Again, you'll take that on Yeah, your so, I mean, you know, it, it's this is going to be a great game. And uh, the guy who's covering it for me said, well, who, you know, he's in Missouri. He usually covers in Missouri. And he said, well, who do you think is going to win that game? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't like <laughs> sure, that. I was like, honest. I, yeah, I don't. I, I have no idea how I'm going to pick that game. Because I think they're both pretty good teams, so it's it's definitely a fun one here in the second week. I'll, I'll pick Blue Valley on that one, just the, the the EKL strength. I think we saw that last week with uh, what Blue Valley Northwest taking Shawnee Mission Northwest to the yeah kind of the that, limits. Blue Valley like Northwest the, played pretty tough against they Shawnee did Mission yeah. I think it's a really good uh, Sunflower team there. So uh, so if I, oh, I we're not making picks or maybe we will who knows we're making our own rules here <laughs> I'd go with the uh, the Tigers. It's playoff one. time. You got to make picks. Yeah, we do. All right, let's skip over to the other side of the uh, state line: Smithville and Platte County. That's a rematch. I don't. How'd that first game go? Fifteen to nothing, Platte County. Really? You know, Platte County had been scoring a ton of points going into that game, and so had Smithville. They've been just. I mean, that up at, with the exception of that game and a game against Grandview, they've been putting up at least thirty, if not forty. Uh, sometimes 50 or 60 yeah. in every game. Um, so, yeah, Platte County really did a great job of, of shutting down that offense. It's led by Spencer Miller, the quarterback, and Isaac Miller, his brother, the tailback. Uh, Christopher Runke and, and Platte County, is, uh, the quarterback of Platte County, they've been playing pretty well, but they've been playing more defensive battles. They got nipped by Grandview a couple weeks ago. Um, I think they're a good team. I think that their schedule was a little more backloaded than Smithville's was. Smithville's was kind of front-loaded, and they had teams that, they had to play a team like Ray Peck that, that Smithville didn't have to play. So, uh, you know, they've got more losses, but they had the head-to-head, so they get the, the kiss and they get to host. But last year, Platt County beat them in the regular season, and Smithville got them in the postseason. So I'm pretty sure that Coach Utes and his staff are, are definitely riding that. But at the same time, though, Smithville's one that's playing better football right yeah. now after Hammer and Kearney two weeks in a row. So we got GV and GV as well. <laughs> I usually write down GV and I call it Grain Valley, and it's really Grandview or vice versa. This time I can't. You, it's can't, fine. Go, you can't be wrong. Grandview and Grain Valley. Where's this game at? It's at Grain Valley again, and it was a six-three was the score of the, oh, the wow. second week of the season. Both teams can play pretty good defense. The question in this game for Grain Valley is Cole Keller, their quarterback, was injured and left the game last week, so I'm not sure. Um, what his status is as of right now, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so it's mm-hmm. still early in the week. You don't know. I mean, you know, like asking, you know, they're on they're on Keller watch, much like <laughs> everybody was on Mahomes watch the last two weeks. He's a pretty talented guy, but defensively they're pretty good, uh, and they may be able to win without him. Grandview, on the other hand, yeah, they've got five losses, but their losses are like four of them are combined fifteen points. So they've lost a lot of close games, and they've got the win over Platte County. So this is definitely a team that can that can play with anybody. Um, this is a 2-3 matchup in that district. The other side, they'll, they'll play the winner of Harrisonville and Warrensburg, which I think will be Harrisonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the idea of this game is if you come out of – I think that Grain Valley and Granby are the two best teams. And you want to come out of this game healthy enough to take on probably a Harrisonville team that's playing uh, really good football and who always seems to play well this time of year. Um, so it's it's definitely a big game for both these squads because, hey, look, on the other side of that bracket is the winner of that Lincoln Prep, Platte County, Smithville mm-hmm. – um, now, Grandview has beaten Platte County. Grain Valley lost to both Smithville and Platte County. 
but they're not world beaters. This isn't, you know, like the last few years where Platte County and Smithville were just, you know, last year mm-hmm. Smithville was head and shoulders above everybody at the end of the year. Platte County two years, you know, they both went to the semifinals last two years. I think it's wide open, and if you can win your district and knock off that other district, the semifinal matchup is against St. Louis teams that are not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's a, you know, these these four teams that are left in each of these districts, um, the, all of them pretty much for the most part can say, hey, if we get hot for three or four games, we can find yeah. ourselves in the state championship game. Um, as we speak, as we're recording this Snap Tackle Pod podcast, we have Ryan Marshall from 41 Action News. He's out at Grandview right now, uh, crowning our Athlete of the Week, uh, which is Justice Akeem Maladin. And I know how to say that name because we've been covering Akeem Maladins <laughs> for about 10 years here in Kansas City. Yeah. Older brother plays in the NFL. Yeah, they, they, uh, they've got some talent there. And, and they are, for the first time in the last couple of years, they've really started to put it together and had a little bit more success against the, the Platte Counties and the Green Valleys. And so this is there's a lot right out there in front of them. You know, they've got some of these kids who've played some basketball. They've won a lot of basketball titles. And then they're really good in track. It's, football's the one thing that has lagged behind a little bit. Uh, not that they're not competitive. They just haven't been able to get those wins, and this is a big test for them this week. All right, and last but certainly not least, we have the best team on the Missouri side here in Kansas City, uh, Liberty North, hosting like the, the Cinderella, not Cinderella, but everybody's <laughs> favorite, right? The Darlings. Nobody wants this run to end for Rockhurst. For once, Rockhurst is like the Darlings, <laughs> right? N- nobody wants it to end for Seb. This is Tony Severino's final season, and every week could be his final game. We, is it going to be this week? We call it Severino Watch. Seb Watch. Seb Watch. And it's it's tense, as uh, Paul Rudd would say in Anchorman. <laughs> you have binoculars. <laughs> and the mood is down here. It's tense. It's tense. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, last week. They took it down to the wire to get that win. They were down fourteen nothing going into the fourth quarter to Lee Summit, and Lee Summit's a good football team. That's not, uh, you know, a, a bad thing. They score one, don't get the extra point, uh, which is odd because their kicker is unbelievable. Um, then they get the touchdown. They go for two and they get it and tie, and then their kicker kicks a forty-seven yard field goal wow, makes that would have been it. good from fifty-seven. Dude. Yeah, I mean it was it was a bomb. You can see the highlights on Preps KC, uh, and it's it was a bomb. They got that then. Lee Summit gets the ball back, and they're driving. And their quarterback, Darius Pearsall, cramps up on a fourth down play and has to come off the field. Oh, man. And then the backup, whose last name is Locke, and I think he's a cousin. Really? Tyler Locke comes in, and unfortunately for him, gets flustered out to the side and throws a pick on fourth down, and, and they salt the game away. It was like about 20 seconds left. And as, as Stephen Bubalo, who covered the game for me, said it's about the craziest final three or four minutes he'd seen in a long time. And it's kind of funny that it came down to that field goal because as we were recording my radio show, uh, Coach Harold Wamsgons, uh, you know, former Lee Summit North and Shawnee Mission West coach, yeah. and, and who's known Coach Severino since they were both assistants at Shawnee Mission West in the early 70s. Uh, we had Coach Severino on, and he said, you know, I'm a kicker. I trust him from from 30 in. I feel like we're good to go no matter what. You know, he's he, you know he's going to do a good job for me. And while he was saying that, Wams is looking at me going 40 and in. Hmm. He goes, a kid can flat out. And he did. It was, 30, you know, they were on the 37. And I guess the quote that Severino said that the kid was standing next to him and they were, it was fourth down, and he just patted him on the back and said, don't worry, coach, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So, yeah, that was a, that was a great quote right there. And, and uh, like you said, every week could be his last game. And they've got it. Hey, they've got a tough test with Liberty North. There's no easy – Easy way out of that game, and that's that's a team that is playing its best football, hands down. I mean, they they hammered Lee Summit West, yeah, thirty one nothing. Yeah, no, the Cajun man, he's got it up and running uh, up there at Liberty North. All right, let's run down just uh, some of the big games here from each class. 
um, on both sides of the state line. Let's go back to Kansas and five A here. Desoto and Shawnee Heights. You think Desoto keeps it rolling? Yeah, the they have, they've already they've already beat him. They've before. already beat him before. Desoto has been pretty dominant, but there's been some weeks where teams have stymied them a little bit. But defensively, they're so solid they don't they don't give up anything. So yeah. they're tough to score against. So they can have that off night offensively and, and still do well. And I think they'll get it done this week. We talked about Mill Valley at the West, uh, Aquinas and St. James. Blue Valley Southwest takes on Schlegel. This is the 14 seed that upset the three seed last week, yeah. handled them. Washington, 31-6. And now they get a team that Washington beat. Yeah, and I thought Washington would win that game, and Southwest just came out and jumped on them. And that's tough for you know some of those KCAL schools that aren't used to playing at that level of competition. When you get down sometimes early, it's it snowballs real quick yeah. on them. And, I, you know, Schlegel's a solid team, and uh, they've got a great tailback. But Southwest they is playing. They have a great tailback. Yeah, Southwest is playing with house money right now, and they're looking like a chance to be in the quarterfinals. That, uh, or that sub-sub-state or whatever you call it. it, it. Would, exactly. sub by district sectional regional <laughs> Sectional regional. That's it, yes. What a story that would be for the Timberwolves. We will see. All right, in 6A, uh, Gardner-Edgerton takes on Blue Valley North. That's another, what, Sunflower-EKL um, matchup, but maybe a little more weighted in favor of the Sunflower League. Yeah, Gardner's going to play a game that's, that's going to be – Contrary to what Blue Valley North is going to play, Blue Valley North is going to want to throw it around. Mm-hmm. Henry Martin and uh, Sean Hendershot, Henry Martin, the quarterback, Sean Hendershot, their outstanding receiver. They've got a couple good receivers, and they're playing better and they're getting healthier. Uh, they dominated Shawnee Mission South last week, forty to nothing, and that's. I mean, Shawnee Mission South was decent. They last year and they struggled a little bit this year, but that was a big good win for them. And Blue Valley North has looked good two weeks in a row because they beat St. James before that. So. Mm-hmm. I I think Gardner's going to get this done. I think they're just they're just too good. But man, I'm not going to be stunned if Blue Valley North is in this game. And who knows, even wins it in the end. Because you got to remember, those are those are kids who are seniors who've played all the way to the state championship game two yeah. years in a row. So that yeah. this isn't anything for them that's different right. than than what they've done. Um, Olathe North takes on Wyandotte. Eagles move on. You think? I think so. Um, they have had almost a three week off. Mm-hmm. They played Olathe Northwest twice, and now they've getting Wyandotte. Yep. Uh, and that's that's I'm not trying to be down on those schools, but Lathan North just hasn't played anybody, and it's going to be almost a month since they had a, what I'd call a, a, a true test. Uh, I think they're going to get it done and move on this week. And they might get one next week with the winner of Shawnee Mission Northwest and Blue Valley West. Who's that? Who's that going to be? Well, you know, Shawnee Mission Northwest was playing great early in the season, and their offense was fantastic with Ty Black and Ty Lindeman, and they still score. The, the issue that I'm seeing is their defense. And a little bit of their offensive line are tested, and those and, and Coach Black knew those were the inexperienced parts of his team. Um, and this team is really still a lot of juniors, so they may be a year away. Though they're a really good team right now, Blue Valley West is physical and tough, and they run the ball. It, it may be a bad matchup for Shawnee Mission Northwest. That's a toss-up game in my mind, um, and, I, and it's a, it may a lot have to do with the matchup. That being said, Ty Black could go throw for 350 yards sure. and just will them to a, a, the 49-48 yeah. to 48 win. Right. Um, all right, let's go to Missouri in Class 3. We have Odessa and Center kind of on a collision course, but they have to get past a couple teams from Boone County. I know Southern Boone's there. <laughs> Southern is Boone. Boonville in the, I Boone, imagine, in the that Boonville same county? Boonville is in uh, Boone right, so County. The, the Boones are wanting to play each other, and we're, of course, wanting Odessa and Center to play each other. I, I've got a Odessa huge, move on? I think Odessa moves on. Yeah. I've got a huge mental block in the writing the name of Boonville. The first, say, 15 years of my career, and you I wrote it a lot because an e after the I put an there. E yeah. after the end of it because it's Daniel Boone County is what yeah, it's named yeah. after. And, as, and then Southern as, Boone has the E on the end. It has the E, so I had to force myself because Oak Grove and all those schools when I was the examiner, I had to write Boonville a lot. And I would always put the E in. Why did they do and that? And this is before everything was on a on a spread, you know, where it would autocorrect or anything like that. So I finally I finally 
train that out of myself. And for the last week and a half, I've been I've been putting in Bonville, B O N N. You're taking even more letters. I, out. I have no idea what I'm doing. I because when I not that you need to know how the sausage is made, but I have to type in the games and put them on the schedule when it comes to playoff time. And two weeks in a row, I was like, why isn't their logo showing up? And I was like, because it's Bonville, not Boonville. All I have to do is type the team name in. Our system will go find their little logo, put it yeah. next to their name, so it all looks pretty. Unless I don't do it right, <laughs> I don't type it in right. And then you, when you get to that screen, there's that stupid little missing J. JPEG or Mason picture thing that I hate and it looks cheap and crappy. You tighten and sometimes you type in Bonoville and like yeah, uh, that's YouTube, what's probably next. YouTube, yeah, uh, that's probably that what's that's, the logo. I do know this that if you uh, if if someone has a buy or they're open, it's the Preps KC logo. That's what I do. Is it nice? Year. You like that? <laughs> uh, so you love Class Five then? Yeah, you love uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the buys well, they open, have there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Boonville needs to lose. Is what you're saying? Yes, that's I can't type them in again. Easier. I can't type them in again. And I think Odessa is is primed to. Make them lose, basically. Yeah, I uh, think, the I think Odessa passed. Center is steamrolling at us in a week. You think, and, and the center is going to get past I Southern think so, Boone? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, that'd be a good game to see uh, here in the uh, metro area. All right, in class four um, in Missouri, oh, the first page doesn't bother me. Oh, the last <laughs> page, we got four big games coming up. Uh, Warrensburg, Harrisonville, kind of on the outskirts of the, uh, yeah, the viewing I, area. But Harrisonville's uh, playing well, I and mean, they rolled Van Horn last week. I thought that game would be a little closer. Uh, but they've got it going pretty good. Warrensburg, you know, they got a nice record, but they have not played a very good schedule. And, I mean, they, they have one of those games that they won was against a winless Pleasant Hill team. They had to come from behind on that. So I like Harrisonville in that game. And they'll get the winner of the Grandview-Grain Valley game we talked about yep. earlier. Uh, the, the the one to me that's very intriguing and we'll have complete coverage of is Lincoln Prep Excelsior, and Excelsior yeah. Springs. And this is that game too. This is definitely a game where there's a, there's a lot of storylines in this game. Uh, one, Lincoln Prep is the one seed. You know they they beat East, so they've won a playoff game at home, which is fine. But that's that's a team they've beaten you know several times in years past. This is a what I don't want to say legit. This is a non IL team, or or you know that they can play and and have a you know they beat some Christian, they beat Pembroke, you know they beat some teams that you know. But this is a Class Four non IL team. This is Excelsior Springs coach yep. Mark Fabian, who's done a great job up there. They're they've been winning five, six, seven games every year the last four years. They're playing the MRVC. Um, they're, they were still dealing with Israel Gentry's uh, car mm-hmm. accident from last week, and he's, as, as I know, of, still in critical condition, but um, they're still trying to overcome that. Uh, and Excelsior, hey, they've got an opportunity here. They've got a shot to be in a district final and, and, and see what's going on, you know, see where they can go from there. And like I said earlier, you come out of these districts in Class 4, you get outside Kansas City, you've you got a pretty good shot sure. at going to Columbia. So yep. that's, a, that's an intriguing game because – They've got the players and they've got the coaching at Lincoln Prep. It's just having those kids knowing, hey, we can we can run with these guys. I think they know that, but until you see them get past an Excelsior Springs, they got to do yeah. it. And I think and the coaches know that, that we have to win a game like this. Up at Class Five, Fortos H takes on Truman. What do you make of that game? Well, it'll be over for Truman soon. Okay. Raytown takes on William Chrisman. It'll be over for Chrisman soon. Well, yes and no. Raytown has lost their first playoff game the last two years to Belton. And That's Ruffin. true. Yeah, I remember that, the Ruskin game. So until I see them do it, <laughs> I'm not going to lock it okay. down and say that they should win that game. Uh, they should win that game. They won it easy earlier in the season. There, there's no way they shouldn't lose that game. But they've had two games this year where I thought they shouldn't lose, and they've lost. Yep. Now, I think they've got the best talent in Class 5 in the city. They hammered North Kansas City two weeks ago, and they looked like it. So now they just have to keep backing that up. We'll see if they back that up. 
Yep. Staley and Oak Park. You think there's some like words being tossed back? Yeah, and forth, that's uh, a, before this game. I think game? Staley's just a better team there, but Staley's vulnerable this year. Are they that? You know, I mean, can, Ken Clements has done a great job of just muddying up games and making teams play the way he wants to play. They got a win over Raytown that way. They've hung with some teams that way. Uh, you know, that, that's. I'll give them credit. They muddy it up. They slow it down. They make you play their game. And they're going to do that to Staley. I think Staley's going to get the win. But that's definitely – they. Staley can't get caught looking at North Kansas City because yeah. Oak Park has stepped up and beaten some teams. And will it be North Kansas City they take on uh, Park Hill South? I, I think so. Uh, Park Hill South is good, um, and they can score some points. So this is this is going to be a pretty good test for North Kansas City. Uh, and they haven't played since they got beat by Raytown. So I – you assume the taste in their mouth is still bad from that game, and they were able to come out and, and bounce mm-hmm. back. But Park Hill South's a good football team. I'm not going to be stunned if they win that game. I wouldn't be stunned if they win that game and beat Staley. They're good enough offensively wow. to hang with anybody. All right. Here we go, Class 6. Um, we talked about Liberty North and Rockhurst. Park Hill takes on Ray Peck. That feels like that's a rematch. Have they played? Yes, they have. It was 13-10 okay. on a Thursday night when we had the I storms remember that coming game, through. yeah. Uh, One of those games where Park Hill won with their defense. Park Hill won with their defense, yes. Park Hill last week came close to outscoring um, they're in their win over Liberty eight to three, eight to three. <laughs> the defense scored two. <laughs> Liberty often scored three, so they almost got them uh, all with their defense. They did beat Ray Peck with their defense and special teams. They had a pick six, a hundred and four yard pick six for a touchdown, and a block punt for a touchdown. So uh, I don't know if that's going to happen again. The Ray Peck quarterback threw four interceptions in that game. Wow! But if you score fourteen points against Park Hill, I think you beat them. Yeah, but you got to score fourteen. <laughs> And no one's been doing that lately. Right. Um, and then Blue Springs and Blue Springs South going out to the lands of the great unknown, right, out of the east side of the state. Uh, Fort Zumwalt West is the game with Blue Springs this week. A nice win over Rockbridge last week. Who do you have in this one? I like Blue Springs in this game. I think their level of competition is going to help them. Dom Harkness, their quarterback, uh, went out of the game and then came back in, so that's good that he's still there. I think the, the three most talented teams – and had the better resumes in that district were Blue Springs, Rockbridge, and now Blue Springs South with the way they're playing. I feel like Blue Springs, if they can, if they can play good defense, their defense has been their part that they've struggled with just because they've had so many injuries. Uh, they run the ball pretty well. Harkness does a good job of of not making too many mistakes. He hasn't thrown the ball as well as he did early in the season. Uh, that might come out a little more now. I think they get the win. And then Blue Spring South, man, I'm telling you. They're going to win another couple games again I, this year? I think so. I think that they've got a good chance. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, they're playing better football than and Blue Springs. And that would be a rematch, right? Blue Springs, Blue Springs South. They're, they're they playing better win. football than Blue Springs is right now. They almost beat Park Hill. They were leading Lee Summit North. They lost both those games, one by one point, one by a touchdown. Uh, they go to they go to Winsville holt and they slapped him around. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was like eight nothing, and I think it was like eight seven, and that was as close as Holt got. And they lost forty two to thirteen, and it was like it was like thirty something to thirteen at halftime. And they just turned that on. And you got a lot of young players on that team. And after getting beat up by the Raypack, Park Hill, Rockhurst, you know, all those teams as the season went on, they go play a Park Hill South team that looks a little bit more like them. They beat them. They score forty some points. They almost. Get the win over over Park Hill. They almost get the win over Lee Summit North. They probably should have won that game. Uh, had a few turnovers that went there went the wrong way. And now they're playing teams that they're as talented as and, and who haven't played the same level of competition. So this is a spot for them to go and get two. They they beat Troy Buchanan last year by two touchdowns, and Troy Buchanan had one of their best seasons ever mm-hmm. last year. So I think Blue Spring South is definitely a team to look out for. And like I said, they're playing better football right now than Blue Springs is. So I mean that could be a huge rematch right there. And 
they would get the winner of the Joplin Marquette district. And I don't know how good yeah. Joplin hasn't lost and they have beat Webb city, but I don't know. That was kind of a weird deal with that week. Um, because Joplin had a player die, and so I mean, it was just a it was a weird deal. I'm not saying that that you know helped lead him to win. That, I, Joplin has not played the same level of competition as Blue Springs, Blue Springs South, or anybody else up here. So if you're Blue Springs and Blue Springs South, you win your district, you got a shot at being state championship game. Are you the second best team in the state? Heck no. <laughs> but, but you're, you're going to be there. <laughs> but you're in the right spot. So that's what matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Any other parting shots before we uh, get on out of here? No, it's been, it's, it's been a great season so far, and, and we're really closing it out strong. And I encourage everyone to go out to PrepsKC.com. We, we've got guys who are doing work for us this year, doing a fantastic job, getting video, writing stories, uh, getting podcasts, all those, all those things. And, and our partnership with 41 Action News, we've gotten great uh, video from them as well. And we've been able to share some great stuff uh, with each other. And it's just been a fun season as we kind of wind down things here. And uh, it's, it's really been uh, great to see. And, and I'd also like to thank the St. Louis people for helping our click count. Because uh, I wrote, wrote yeah. a column, I encourage you to go out and check out my column. Because uh, uh, two other school, three other schools in St. Louis had to forfeit games, and yeah, so it's uh, you know some adults need to pull their heads out of their butts and start <laughs> doing the right thing. So no, it's uh, it's been a it's been a good season. Um, a lot of great performances from different quarters that we haven't seen, and and it really excites me. Yeah, there's Aquinas and there's Miage and there's teams that we uh-huh. know are going to be there. But there's there's some teams that you may not have thought were going to be in a state championship game in the year. They're going to yep. be there. That would be cool. All right, Dion, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. It's always fun. Thanks to you as well. This has been Snap Tackle Pod. Hey!